Do you ever get the feeling that something is missing or you just need a spark in your life to kick you in the ass and reinvigorate you? Maybe, just maybe, you need a new position. If that's the case, you're in the right spot. The Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast's episode for the second song off Prince and the Revolution's eighth album, Parade, is New Position. Joining me to discuss the lyrics to the song is Aloy Lasanta. So welcome back to the show, Aloy. I'm very glad to have you again on the Press Rewind Prince Lyrics Podcast. Here to talk to me today about New Position from the Under the Cherry Moon soundtrack. Hey, yes, I'm very happy to be here. And, uh, and, and, and obviously the soundtrack to Under the Cherry Moon, otherwise known as Parade, uh, you know, just, just, to, just for uh, semantics sake. Uh, (laughs) i know a lot of people just say yeah under the cherry moon that album it's like ah it's technically called parade uh so yeah but yes uh very happy to be here to talk about new position uh as i said before we actually hit record uh you know my my love for this song knows almost no bounds so i'm happy to be here and talk about this song even if uh perhaps it's not necessarily the deepest song on the album uh i feel like every album should have a thorough examination well i don't disagree clearly (laughs) because uh, (laughs) i'm literally devoting an entire episode to every single song that's been officially released for prince's discography which is completely bonkers now when i think about it that i'm going to be doing this well into my 50s but that's neither here nor there we're we're in the <laughs> mid 80s right now i have decades and decades to go oh yeah i'm just you know i'm just taking this one one album one song at a time and uh you know the parade album is is also a, a personal favorite of mine it's not like literally my favorite prince album but um there's nothing on it that i find to be um just like uh poorly written or uh, unenjoyable. It's just from beginning to end. I, I I really dig this record, and this song is one of pers- my personal favorites on the album as well. And it's it's not really because of the lyrics. Um, it's mostly because of the music. But you know that that doesn't really matter for the scope of what we're going to talk about today, because we want to dive into the lyrics yeah. and talk about what is what the hell is he talking about? What kind of a position is he referring to? And yeah. <laughs> and you know no, yeah no the. The, the you would be surprised to know how many people call Parade their favorite album. Uh, like I get it, I hear it all the time. Be and mostly yeah. I hear it all of the time because my position is kind of like your position, uh, and it's that you know yeah it's a good album. It, it's definitely not like his best, but you know if I put it on, I'll listen to it. I don't skip it. It's got some good songs on it. Uh, it's got a couple of songs that I don't necessarily like a whole, whole ton. Uh, New Position is not one of those. Mm-hmm. New Position <laughs> is, you know, one of my all-time favorites. A lot because of the music, but yeah. n- but also because of uh, not even necessarily the lyrics themselves, but how he delivers the lyrics. Uh, his inflection and his voice and everything is just, like, super funky. Uh, in the middle of this kind of album that, you know... It, like I, I feel like the album needed it, like it needed that infusion of funk because the rest of the album is is uh, doesn't necessarily benefit from that. I mean, I think Girls and Boys is probably the uh, the the exception to that. Uh, well, I mean, I mean, I guess Kiss. So like those two, but then like the other songs on the album, 
like yes they are also funky but i feel like new position kind of outfunks them <laughs> yeah it, you know it's just super funky yeah we're talking just you know a little over two minutes again just like the last track and as being part of that four track suite to begin the album where you've got under the cherry moon or you have uh, christopher tracy's parade and then new position and then i wonder you and under the cherry moon all kind of sharing that same uh drum track behind it where yep. prince just kind of recorded it all in, in you know simultaneously and um that's that's a really cool aspect of it and it makes it it uh turns that first four songs on the album into what i call a suite but uh, i really dig that and i i remember hearing this album the first time i was thinking is this whole album gonna be kind of like this vibe is it just gonna flow from one song to the next with the same kind of feel to it until until it ended and then we got an, a different sounding song i'm like okay that was just a temporary yeah. thing but uh, I really, I really dig that. I really like how it sounds a lot. Um, I mean, this song has roots that go all the way back to to 1982, apparently. And I, I have not been able to find. I've been digging, and I have not been able to find anybody that has a, a a bootleg copy of the original 82 version of this song to kind of hear the differences between this and the version that was written for the album. Um, but I just thought I would bring that up. And then there's another version of the song that had additional orchestration added by Claire Fisher. That mm-hmm. was that orchestration was then stripped out and we got the the basic really funky version that ended up on the album. That version with the Claire Fisher strings is available uh, online, at least temporarily for now. It's online. You can find it without too much difficulty. ever heard that version boy i don't think i have actually yeah you should look how, it up how is it how is it with the strings like is it better is it worse uh i don't think it's better i don't think it's better i think it okay. um, i think it makes it a little i don't know a little more cluttered uh with the strings maybe it's also the mixing the version that i heard the strings were really high in the mix mm. like really loud there's a thing about funk music uh and i believe it's uh, prince had said it once and it's like funk is the notes between the notes like you know basically like it's the notes you don't play and that's what makes something funky and that is the same issue that i had with the ballad of dorothy parker with saxophone Mm -hmm. uh is that basically all of those kind of interesting spaces and like empty places in the beat and in his vocals and stuff were then filled in with sax and it made it not as intriguing and not as funky, not as enjoyable to listen to because it then it just sounded like every other song because it was just filled like there weren't any empty spaces. So that's what I'm imagining here uh, because New Position is exactly that. Like it's it's got a whole lot of like, you know, the notes between the notes. The stuff you're not hearing is just as interesting as the stuff you are hearing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can really that Caribbean like steel steel pan drum sound is really clear in the version we got and mm-hmm. it's a little buried underneath all of the orchestration that's when i also say when i was saying like the i think it's too loud in the mix so maybe if there was yeah. ever going to be 
if there should ever be a parade super deluxe or deluxe edition that included this version i would hope that maybe they would kind of take the orchestration down a notch in terms of its volume to bury it a little more because all all the aspects of the song that i find really cool and sound great and funky like the drums um are just so buried it's just like it's jarring it's jarring to me and i don't know if you would feel the same way if you get a hold of it never listen to it 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 threw me off i'm like ooh, i didn't like it at all when i first i'm gonna gonna go listen to it right after we're done here because because i want to hear that that sounds very interesting but yeah the interesting thing about um you know I'm, i'm actually i went ahead and brought it up on prince vault and and in 1982 was you know quote unquote basic tracking uh and as somebody who who is a musician and does basic tracking uh essentially basic tracking means uh i got it out of my brain and put it on tape so that i can come back to it later and it's not necessarily complete uh and it's not necessarily good uh but it's out of my brain so i can focus on other things right now Mm-hmm. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, so like I'm looking here and it says 1982 basic tracking. And then in, in April of 1985, he re-recorded the whole thing, which is obviously, yeah. Cause you're not going to use the basic tracks from years ago. You're going to re-record that stuff and make it sound like what you sound like now. Uh, so it's, it's interesting cause sometimes there are earlier versions of tracks that are demos or that they are just different versions, but they are still complete songs. Uh, and sometimes that's not the case sometimes it's just an idea and you know then you get the actual song later on it'd be interesting i i always i always dream of like when you know if people are (laughs) you know as a musician like if people are going to want to like dig that deep into the stuff that i've done and like i'll be like you're gonna you're gonna hear some real trash if you go into my early basic tracking you know (laughs) (laughs) you did recordings because you know some they ain't all that great yeah, that's the kind of the funny thing or kind of cool thing about Prince, though, is like, obviously not all of it, but a lot of his demos, um, potentially even just what they what Prince Vault calls basic tracking, mm-hmm. has the potential to sound better than most people's demos in basic tracking because yeah. he can do so much himself. Exactly. You know, you know, he's so talented in the studio with multiple instruments but if it literally is just like I have this idea to like what you were explaining, I have yeah. this idea. I just want to get the basics of it out there so I can put it aside and work on something else, and then I'll come back to it three years later. Um, then yeah, it may not be anything more than just a really stripped down demo that only the most devoted of of Prince fanatics would ever want to really hear, and. I mean, yeah, I'm one of them. So, yeah, I would like to hear yeah, it. Exactly. I don't, I don't know what it would sound like. <laughs> it may not have much value to the, the general public, unlike a lot of the stuff that, you know, we are getting on those, on the yeah. deluxe editions of various albums we've seen so far. Yeah. Okay. Um, another thing that I wanted to note about this song, going through the prep work for this episode and kind of reviewing the lyrics again reminding myself what he's actually saying it uh it just kind of falls in line with like there's a surface level of the lyrics like the surface kind of interpretation that one can get from it and then there's the deeper interpretation and sometimes 
you know, when you're just enjoying the music, the, the surface is all you want, all you need to get out of it. But then it takes a, a deeper dive to kind of figure out maybe he's talking about something else here, or maybe there's alternate meanings to the song that I couldn't have cared less about before because I was just jamming out to the song and right. the words were secondary. And this is a, for me, a classic case of that where I just looked at it as a, you know, like a really innuendo filled, sexually driven funk song. Yeah. And, yeah. but then it's like looking at it a little again, a little bit more and a little deeper, like you, all these like kind of potential spiritual um, references and allusions are, are popping up again because I've gone through the exercise of looking at his lyrics and past albums and past songs and seeing those connections. Now it's almost like the, you know, it, uh, my brain has been opened up to this prospect that literally almost every Prince song that talks about sex and, and can be interpreted in this way, even <laughs> if it wasn't intended to be. And so I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but it's one, one thing I picked up on the song listening to it again years later. Yeah, I, I'm actually really excited to hear your your spiritual interpretation of this song. I, I definitely see two different, you know, things that are going on here. You know, one is the very, you know, obviously the sexual side of it. Uh, and the other side of it is the, you know, the relationship that's on the rocks. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and that's the new position. It's not necessarily new position in terms of, you know, put your leg here you know, that sort of thing. It's new position as in thinking differently so that you can try and salvage this relationship. Uh, yeah. So, you know, so a new mental position. Uh, but I never necessarily read too much into uh, into the lyrics and, and got any spirituality out of that unless it's, you know, specifically the, um, the, the river of lifelines. Uh, so that, that, would be something to that effect. So I guess we should, we can go ahead and start and then we'll, we can yeah, yeah. Know, talk about it when we get there. Exactly. It's not going to be blatant in like it is in some songs, yeah. at least, you know, the stuff that I'm picking up is certainly not blatant. And, uh, um, I would agree that there aren't as many examples here that one can point to, but, uh, well, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what we get. We'll see what we'll we get. See. Out of it. Yeah. You know, you know, there was there, there's a song off of Emancipation that's very it seems like it's very religious and I got a lot of spiritual tones from it. It's called Holy River. Um, yeah. And I don't know where, you know, I got the spiritual connection from there. But, you know, if you dig dig deep enough into those lyrics, you know, I, I, that was supposed to be a joke. I thought <laughs> yeah, if I, I, say, I think I think the title might have helped <laughs> you uh, go down that path right away. I mean, it'd be. It'd be pretty cool if he had a song called Holy River and it literally had nothing to do with religion. And it had nothing to do with it, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that it would like, be awesome, just, actually. <laughs> he should have done that. Should have done that. Okay, so the first verse is, Honey, we've been together. Honey, for too long. Honey, we've got to make it better. Honey, before we go wrong. Got to try a new position. Yeah, something that'll make it all right. Uh, new position. Yeah, let's go fishing in the river. The river of life. Got to try a new position. 
something that'll make it all right. New position. Let's go fishing in the river, the river of life. All right, so with the first verse, you know, for me on the surface, the lyrics are kind of telling us a bit of a story about a couple whose fire starting to burn out, you know, or whatever you're talking about in terms of like a couple that has been together for a while. Maybe the spark is starting to fade. Uh, excitement isn't quite the way it was when they were first getting together or first in a, their relationship. Uh, it's not really part of the equation anymore. And, and yeah, so basically that for me, that's what this first verse is trying to set it up, set up kind of the whole idea of a new position and, and what the song is, is going to be about minus like that last line of the verse with let's go fishing in the river, the river of life. Uh, well, do you get anything and, and different? Honestly, well, that last line, I mean, that's definitely, that's definitely what it is. We've been together for too long. We got to make a change. We have to do, you know, that's, it's the setup, you know, so it's there. Mm -hmm. Uh, the thing about the river of life is is kind of interesting because it almost seems like you know if, if you if you take the adage of there's you know many fish in the sea, meaning you know oh you know you, oh you broke up with somebody well you can find somebody else there's a bunch of fish in the sea. So if he's talking to you know his his lover and saying let's go fishing, uh, it sounds to me like he's saying we need. Uh, we need like a threesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. We need to find another person to include in this. Yeah. I mean, that's, that certainly can be uh, one interpretation of that. And then to add the river, then to clarify the river of life, like, Hey, I wasn't sure if you knew what river I was talking about. I'm talking about the river of life. Okay. So the river of life, uh, so I, it's a little open-ended there, <laughs> I think, is uh, what I got. Like, okay, what exactly are you referring to when you're talking about the river of life? I take that line and I'm just like, I just kind of put it aside, you know, for now. Because that first verse is, it's like telling, of like like we both said, the setup. It's the setup. Yeah. And it, it's explaining what the song is supposed to be kind of telling us about these this couple or, you know, this relationship. And to throw that last line in without any context, uh, I think it just causes anybody who's really paying attention to the lyrics to scratch their head and just, okay, what does he mean by that? I'm going to keep listening and maybe he'll clarify it for me. Or maybe not, but... <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not. Um, but it's almost like he just added it on there just to kind of keep us keep us on our toes, I don't know, as a listener. Yeah. Yeah. Honey, we The, um, the second verse going with the uh, honey we can't last then you have uh, female die. vocals yeah we can't last in the background without a shot of new spunk honey forget your past forget your past <laughs> thank you <laughs> you've got to try my new funk you've got to try a new position something that'll make it all right oh a new position let's go fishing in the river the river of life so he repeats that again yep all right, so verse two doesn't really add 
more in terms of like helping us understand this whole river of life metaphor? Uh, Not necessarily. Uh, the um, the without a shot of new spunk. I think that one that one lends itself more to the threesome idea as well. But specifically, another man. Yeah, I mean, right, right, because you got to—he's doubling down now on sexual innuendo. Yes. Uh, by adding this shot of new spunk, and we all are adults and we know what that's referring to, so I'm not going <laughs> to clarify it here. But yes, that that would that would uh, explain why you know your theory about adding a third, and in if you're taking those lines literally, you'd have to add a man to the equation, I suppose. Um, for it to be new spunk and but you know i mean spunk is also a, a term that's used for i mean short for spunky or just yeah, you know, yeah. something it's something exciting something new so it has two meanings here just like a lot of <laughs> just like just about everything prince sings about when it, when it comes to sex it can be spunk as in jizz or it can be spunk as in excitement and energy you know and hey it's both so um you know, we can't last without this. We got to, we got to inject, <laughs> we had to inject some, some new spunk into our life. And it's like, oh shit. Okay. Well, <laughs> I guess we, I guess we got a new visual going on now with this song that didn't have before, but. So let, let me say, let me say something real quick. The whole threesome thing. I didn't even come up with that until we literally sat down and I started reading through the lyrics right now. And I was like, wait a minute. I think that that means a threesome. So this is not like a longstanding, uh, you know, theory that I've had. Uh, it literally came from like this conversation. Yeah. Well, I, that, that happens to me all the time to be quite honest. Yeah. So like, I have revelations as I'm talking through it with somebody else. It's kind of like when you're brainstorming with somebody and it's kind of, the, I don't know what it is about when you're collaborating and, and, knocking ideas back and forth where it just kind of opens your brain up to something that you hadn't thought of, even if, you know, you, you spent the time and you did the work ahead of time to really kind of think about the song and think about the lyrics. But for whatever reason, when you have somebody else that you're bouncing ideas off of, even if that person didn't say it, it just opens your mind up a bit. So, yeah, no, I like it. And I'm, 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 I'm always happy to add new, interpretations to songs in this podcast i think that's what it's all about giving yeah. somebody something new to think about in terms of the song all right so then continuing on with the verse two just looking at it you know you got to try my new funk so he's saying we gotta can't last without a shot of new spunk and then forget your past you've got to try my new funk so it's kind of like he's also a little bit positioning himself as a potential um excitement and it's interesting he does that because if he's talking about if he's speaking about himself in the first verse and also as part of this couple that because he says we to, to talk about his his position in the relationship and his status and also as you know if he's going to take half of the blame for there being a potential issue with the excitement in their relationship and now all of a sudden he's saying he's got a, a new funk that he wants to kind of inject into the, into the situation, into the couple to, to, to spice things up. Um, right. And so I don't know if that's kind of like his way of saying, you know, my musical direction is changing or I'm, you know, I've got some new exciting idea that I'm going to uh, spring on you and, and we're going to, we're going to, um, 
you know, enjoy this this new direction that I'm leading us down, this new path that I'm leading us down. Um, do you get anything else out of these lines or anything that jumps out at you? I don't know what you thought about the whole mm. aspect of him positioning his new funk as something that is going <laughs> to uh, excite, you know, add some excitement. No, that, I mean, that's actually, that's a, that's a pretty interesting idea there is that, you know, the we is possibly himself and his fans that, you know, maybe got into him for, you know, Purple Rain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and he might be saying like, you know, Purple Rain was good, but, you know, I'm not going to put out the same music over and over. Uh, so you're going to have to try my new funk. This is mm-hmm. new stuff. And uh, and it is different, you know, so uh, and and if you take it from that aspect, then, you know, the we being him uh, and his, you know, his followers, then it becomes uh, it does become actually a little bit even more clear just from the very beginning. And, it you know, it's like, hey, like, seriously, you've stuck with me for a while, but I'm not going to just do the same thing over and over again, like a lot of artists do. Yeah, I mean, he'd been doing that now for a few years trying to switch things up i mean around the world in a day was a was a pretty drastic change in in style and tone from purple rain and now he's trying this you know he's adding strings to his music but he's still keeping the funk in certain songs he's got a black and white uh, aesthetic going on with the parade era he's got this movie coming out that's in black and white that has nothing to do with the music industry or He's playing a character even further removed from himself than the kid was, and that was, you know, not that far removed. But um, <laughs> so, so now he's like he's going off in a different direction, and I do. It's like a little bit. You kind of feel like he's trying to implore us to follow him, and and um, you know, don't worry about it. I've got I've got your best interests in mind with this. If you follow me down this path, you know, we're gonna we're gonna have. Um, you know, pretty, we're going to, it's going to be exciting. Let's just put it that yeah. way. It's going to be exciting. Well, I mean, and if you, and if you, if you take the scene in the movie, you know, it's a stuffy French party that then he, you know, Tricky starts uh, a conga line, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like, and, you know, they start the funk music going. So it's like, you know, hey, it's stuffy and this is not fun. So I'm going to hip you to something new and we're going to get everybody involved. You know, so it's like it it makes sense. Like every everything you said also then translates to the scene that it was used in the movie. So like it it very much I think has that energy to it. Yeah, this song has a lot of energy, a lot of energy, and it's um that's why I like it so much, I guess, because of how energetic it is. I do like its kind of bare bones production too. Mm-hmm. That, that that to me is really appealing, and that's why the the orchestral version of the song is is less appealing to me because i really think a song like this just needs to stay stay as basic and stripped down and as funky as it can get and as much as i appreciate the orchestration when it's used for certain songs it doesn't scream funk either though um and so i think this song needed to stay because he talks about funk he talks about um you know the new position for me it's 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 clearly a metaphor even um when i was talking about the whole what i caught some maybe some spiritual vibes from it and i was originally thinking of prince as kind of like this musical messiah 
uh, you know, something that he'd kind of positioned himself as in the past when he was talking about, you know, it's time for a new direction and all the critics love you in New York or, you know, in the song Bold Generation, which became New Power Generation, he was, he was kind of pointing towards something new. You know, we needed to, we needed to be, you know, the the, the Young Turks that started this new revolution. Uh, I mean, the band name Revolution was kind of yeah. indicative of of that whole vibe, and and also um, reproduction of a new breed, leader stand up, organize, and sexuality. And then he repeated that again later on off the Rainbow Children, and so. Uh, this whole idea of, of Prince leading this new charge and asking people to follow him, uh, it's definitely not a new concept that he's introduced to us. And so to just take it as a sexual position, like he's just talking about, oh yeah, we need to try a new sex position in bed. I think that's, uh, <laughs> I mean, if anybody you know wants to you know take that away from this song, that's fine. I mean, he didn't write it that way for no reason i mean he kind of wanted people to think of it in that way too because sex sells and also sex is interesting and sex is fun and there's nothing wrong with thinking of the song in that way but you know it's pretty rare when prince just sings a straight up sex song and that's literally all it means yeah it happens i mean it happens certainly but exactly pretty rare i think where there's nothing else you can take away from it and so the spiritual aspects were more, I guess, now that I'm thinking about it, we're not so much like, you know, God is going to help us find this new <laughs> position. It was more like Prince is going to, you know, he wants he wants his listeners and he wants the people who pay attention to him to trust him and follow him. And he will lead us to wherever, you know, the path to enlightenment or spirituality, if he maybe not in the song, but stick with him and he'll deliver some messages that because he did before i mean the one of the last songs that you and i did together with the latter certainly would fall under that category of of prince trying to get his um you know for speaking about himself personally but also everybody's looking for the latter so you know there was there was quite a bit of um of that going on where he wanted people to join him in that search and kind of feels a little bit the same way here he's just doing it in a much more uh covert manner i guess yeah i can see that well it just goes back to the whole conversation we had um when we were talking about or scheduling this podcast episode about overthinking print songs it's what we do <laughs> it's just what we do <laughs> and some people will tell me you're overthinking this dude you're overthinking this it's a sex song <laughs> give it up <laughs> No, I mean, it, even if even if you don't take it to the extreme and say like, well, Prince was obviously talking about God and the we and all. It's like, no, it's like, but even then, it's just like, I don't think Prince is ever just saying one thing. I think the only song that Prince can be said is is literally only talking about one thing. I think it's probably it. Uh, and like <laughs> every other song has had some second meaning. <laughs> yeah certainly or and that's possibly do it all night as well you know yeah yeah i like that's why i said you know most that's why i didn't say literally every prince sex song yeah. has got a second meaning because that's just not true um but i think his his uh his songwriting was certainly even in 1985 86 was sophisticated enough and he'd been doing it for years up to this point where you know multiple meanings in in a 
in a song is just kind of like standard you know it's just like yeah. the base level prince songwriting um so it's not it's not unusual at all to your point but exactly. yeah uh, so the the whole fishing the river of life line is repeated here still doesn't give us a ton of clues as to what exactly he's talking about but you know this this whole pied piper this musical messiah um approach that i think about when i think of this song now is is pretty much where i line out with it from a personal standpoint yeah uh, let's see so then those are the only two verses you know and i guess the verses and choruses are kind of intertwined when he says you know new position something that'll make it all right that could be kind of uh, construed as a as a chorus whether it's a verse or a chorus it doesn't really matter it's the the lyrics and then towards the end of the song um what i guess the lyric sheet that i'm looking at it calls an outro does repeat uh let me do you come on let me do you come on let me do you i want i want to do you i can make you happy and i guess and i don't it's hard for me to hear it but it's it's there i hear it but it's just not really clear to me there's um somebody in the background if it's Len, um, wendy and lisa saying i can make you h-a-p-p-y oh do you not hear that it, I, I it, hear I it, but it's just not as <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I don't, for me, it's maybe it's just my version is not like my digital version. I need to go back to my vinyl or some version of the song that's a little maybe less compressed or something, and I can hear it better. But I have to strain to hear these. And then, and then when I read the lyrics and I saw then after they have the background of I can make you H-A-P-P-Y. I can make it real good, so good. Honey, I won't be your poppy. And then, I guess, and you have to correct me a lot. Somebody says P-U-S-S-Y? Yeah, I've never heard that. Okay. The, the H-A-P-P-Y, I hear that, you know, because that's the H-A-P-P-Y. Now, I can make you feel good, so good. I mean, like, it's there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that um, part. I that last part, sure. I don't ever, I, I'd have to, I literally would have to go listen to it again, like, right now. But, like, I don't think I've ever heard them spell out that word uh, in the song. <laughs> it kind of makes me want to go hear it right now, though. Oh, yep, yep, I heard yep. it. It's there. Yes, that's why. Yep, I heard it. I just never heard it before. I See, so many hidden things in there. It yeah. is definitely there, though, now. It's I definitely there. heard it's it. It's there. <laughs> and uh, I never caught it. You know, all these years, I never really caught it. Um, maybe oh, because I wasn't expecting it. buried. It's buried in the mix. Like, I think yeah. it's, I think it is supposed to be an Easter egg sort of thing. Yeah, and it doesn't, it, I don't know, it's kind of, it doesn't make a lot of sense. What is, what, why? I mean, yeah, H-A-P-P-Y, P-U-S-S-Y. Sure, they're both uh, five letters, uh, words that have two consonants that they're the same i mean the end in why i i don't i don't know i mean well i, I mean the whole last it. part is about that thing he's you know it's basically i'm gonna do you i'm gonna make you feel good i'm gonna right. do you like a good man should 
I mean, he's he's it, it, I think it's I think it's like what he's talking to. I don't even think he's talking to the woman anymore at this point. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't know why they would have to spell out pussy. I, I guess I don't, whatever. I mean, <laughs> I think I think that is mostly just because they just spelled out happy. Uh, and he was probably I, I that's honestly the big thing about new position as well for me is that it also just feels like it's just it's just a fun song uh and like as deep as we want to make it about like a ton of different things like it also partially is just a fun song so i think prince probably felt like he could just be silly with it as well oh yeah this whole this whole second this whole uh ending part of it is pretty silly like he just repeats come on i want to do you let me do you come on let me exactly. do you, I, do you. <laughs> I mean that I mean, talking about hitting somebody over the head with a hammer in terms of like whatever theme you're trying to deliver. It's like, yes, okay, we get it. But, you know, that that's also always been kind of part of what Prince delivers with. He talks about sex is how much it is a, he treats it like a giving experience, you know, like it's the yeah. person, the other person or, you know, even if it is just a metaphor, he wants to make whoever is on the receiving end of whatever he's doing happy. Whether that that's you know from a musical standpoint, from a sexual standpoint, you know the happiness of his partner is he, he expresses that time and time again as being of utmost importance. I want to make you happy. It's not like I want to get myself off. No, he doesn't say that. I can make you happy. I can make it real good. Yeah. Um, so you know that's just kind of like yeah we we that's just a a pretty another pretty much a standard in Prince songwriting up to this point is is that theme about pleasing his partners whatever well i mean almost to almost to a a sycophantic kind of point because you know a lot of his early work as well is very uh, i'm i'm doing all of this for you and you are torturing me you know like i'm doing all of this for you and you're still sleeping with all of my friends you know Mm -hmm. so it's like back in the day like if we go early prince uh, a lot of his music was like that. It was just like this woman is just I'm doing everything for this woman and she doesn't care. And uh, this I mean, I know it, it, since it was written kind of, you know, in basic tracking and stuff in 1982, that actually tracks quite a bit um, in terms of the tone uh, where like, you know, we've been together for a long time. We have to try something new or otherwise it's not going to do it. So, yes, I'm going to serve you. But yeah, but, you know, Prince went further like you know obviously the song come is a big example of that uh probably the most popular uh version of that type of message in one of his songs (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know the whole uh yeah 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 just lay back and i'm gonna do everything and you're gonna come and it's gonna be amazing uh so and we're gonna hear it all (laughs) and we're gonna hear every inch of it exactly uh (laughs) so but that 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 but you're right, like this last part of New Position is kind of that as well. Uh, but it is, it's a little, um, it's a, it's slightly on the, the, the juvenile side of it. You know, it's like, uh, I'm going to do you, I'm going to make you come, but I'm going to do you, I'm going to do you, do you, but I want to do you, but let good. me do you, yeah. you know, like, so it, it does, it, it has a little bit of a beating you over the head with it. But again, kind of in a fun way, because it goes with the beat really well. Oh, yeah. You know, the, the, the repetition is a, is is part of the appeal. You know, just looking at the lyrics, you know, you'd be like, well, why don't we take one of these Let Me Do Yous out of here? Maybe that's a little bit too much. But then you listen to it in a song, and it's just like, no, that actually sounds right. 
So, <laughs> yeah, no, that that is one of the downsides or cautions about just reading lyrics like their poetry. Yeah, uh, because in in some ways it is, but in other ways the lyrics serve the music, and without the music, the lyrics may seem silly or redundant or whatever. So. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. I mean, everybody knows this yeah. is a song. These are lyrics to a song. And anybody who's heard New Position, I doubt that they would say, like, yeah, that's too many douyas because it's a two <laughs> and it's a two and whatever minute song already. It's short. Um, and this is just where you're just still kind of grooving to the beat because you haven't gotten tired of it yet. It's not like it's been going on for eight, ten minutes. You know, it's still you're you're still only into minute two plus into the song, and you just want to keep going with it. So you're you're fine with him just kind of uh, ad libbing and scatting over this 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 beat yeah. because it's it's so joyous, it's so fun. Um, so it doesn't yeah, this bother is one me. of those songs. Yeah, this is one of those that I would have loved to have heard a longer version, like a four minute version or something. Like give me like give me like an additional minute of just like some extra funk and throw in a some scratch guitar and you know like this is this is definitely one of those songs that I I think is perfect the way it is, but I would have loved to have explored it more. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I do. I enjoy it and it's over too quick. But um and just like this episode, you know, where there's really nothing else that we have in terms of lyrics to talk about uh, i think we've kind of gone through in terms of uh it's multiple meanings or you know a couple different theories about what the meanings are there's the, the overt one and there's the maybe the covert one and uh, either way you know d- depending on how you want to interpret the song if you want to think there's anything more to it or if you're just cool with it being a a fun sexy dance song or yeah. if, you know a fun funk song that's about sex awesome i mean that's that's also perfectly fine because that's also what it's about um, yeah it just, it's just well, a very simple I think, song i think too uh, you know i think with the fact sequencing is a big deal right so if you if you take it for what it is by itself that's different than i think what it represents uh as a whole so like if you take the first four songs uh christopher tasty's parade new position um, I wonder you, and then under the cherry moon, right? So if you take those first four songs and you kind of throw them into a sequence and you try to understand the larger story being told there, it's you know Christopher Tracy is on kind of a journey to discover himself. That's Christopher Tracy's parade. So, but he wants to bring his woman with him. So we have to try a new position. You know, we have to do something different. Come with me is what he's saying, essentially. But uh, the third song, I Wonder You, is kind of like, but I don't understand why you're not doing that. I don't understand why you don't want to come with me. And then Under the Cherry Moon is essentially the death of their relationship. Uh, so, like, if you just take it from there, then girl and girls and boys... Uh, then becomes he finds somebody new and then it becomes like this whole thing and you can tell a whole story uh, from the sequencing of the songs even if individually you know we pick them apart and they can mean a million different things Uh, but that's actually what I've always enjoyed about Prince's uh, sequencing is like he's always trying to tell a story with an album it's never just a collection of songs yeah good point and with New Position also being about, you know, very sexually charged lyrics. And then the movie is about a gigolo, so it totally fits for that purpose oh, yeah. as well. It's not like this is 
a song on a soundtrack, you know, like where Graffiti Bridge was clearly much more spiritually based. This one's just more of a fun movie about a relationship and a guy and his friend causing havoc in France. And, you know, it's just, it's it's a much more lighthearted film, I guess. It's not as heavy as Graffiti Bridge, for example. So the song fits really well on, on the soundtrack as a result. Yeah. And again, like, even if you just take into account when it's used in the movie, it's used for good reason as well. So even like, even if the rest of the movie was stuffy, uh, the scene in the movie was Christopher trying to liven up a party. And so it fits that way. Yeah. So it makes sense, you know? Mm-hmm. All right. Well, very cool. I don't really have much else for the song. Aloy, <laughs> do you? I don't, I don't, I I just enjoy talking about this song just because it's one of the, it's one of my faves. So yeah. I was, I was super happy to be invited back onto the show. Apparently, uh, you, you don't, you know, hate the sound of my voice, uh, on your show. So I, I'm good with that. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> of course not. Of course not. No, I'm always happy to have you on. Um, you know, I'm speaking very genuinely about that. Uh, I do appreciate you taking your time out to be with me on the show today and, and uh, obviously picking a song that you enjoy is makes it more enjoyable for you and it makes it more enjoyable for those listening. So thank you again, Aloy. Uh, Why don't you tell everybody what you're up to these days? Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, well, you know, the big place where I am is uh, princess friend, youtube.com slash princess friend. And you know, we've been doing lately, the sign of the times super deluxe reviews, which are taking forever because it's eight videos. I'm six videos in on that, uh, so it's it's taking. There's a lot of videos to talk about uh, this this darn uh, this darn box set that is amazing but uh, very extensive, uh, and that's you know the main place to to hook up with me and uh, and see what I'm doing. So yeah, definitely my princess friend YouTube channel. And uh, I will see you guys all there. It's it's a great channel. It's something that I, I check out all the time. And, and I've mentioned it before in previous episodes you've been on. But uh, your channel was an inspiration for me to get started in doing my own podcast. So, uh, you know, thank you so much for, for putting yourself out there for the Prince community to kind of um, come together and, and, and talk about Prince's music, you know, after his, well, after his passing. Yeah, I mean, and you were and you were on my show well before I was on your show. So, uh, yeah. and probably in one of my my favorite, you know, little bits that I've done on the channel, which was the you know I hired you and then I fired you. Yeah, the uh, emancipation so, video. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> which which is it's such a fun video because uh, I got the idea of it from the fact that like Prince around emancipation had basically just fired everybody who um he fired everybody who was in his previous band so and he was moving on with a new new power generation uh but i was just you know a a sole person doing my youtube channel so i had to quote unquote hire some people for the channel and then fire them real quick (laughs) so i could become more in tune with prince and it was like it was a funny bit uh i i enjoyed it quite a bit uh and you know and and again it introduced me uh to you so You know, without that, I might not be on this channel, you know, on this uh, on this episode. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's kind of funny how it works with the, the Prince community. We've we kind of lean on each other and, you know, we we definitely um, get to know each other through the, the different social media 
um, oh, yeah. avenues that are out there and it's it's really kind of fun you know it's it's fun to meet people in this way because minimally minimally we know we have at least one thing in common that we can talk about and exactly. it turns out there's usually more <laughs> there's usually a lot more <laughs> that we have in common but at least we know we have this one thing and the love exactly. of Prince and his music so thanks again Aloy and uh, this has been the Press Rewind Prince Luke's podcast I've been your host Jason Brenninger you can find the show on basically any social media and podcast avenue that exists. So please look it up. Press Rewind Pod on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And, um, you know, thanks again to everybody listening. And until next time, goodbye.